welcome back to talk with ksb where faith meets conversation my name is Kenke. for those of you who don't know me and for those of you who do know me welcome back so yeah let's get straight into what we have for today so the conversation that we're going to have today was really greatly influenced by the conversation i had with my friend last night i was just talking about as like believers as people that were born into christian homes like we really didn't understand and really get to appreciate what Jesus did for us. We knew of him, but like we didn't understand why he needed to come, why he needed to, you know, come and die for our sins. Do you get what I mean? Like, we really didn't understand. We really didn't get to know. And I feel like, obviously, now, thank God for the Holy Spirit, we're being able to understand. But I feel like this is something that still needs to be talked about. And I pray, Lord, that this video and this podcast is a blessing to whoever is watching or listening so yeah so i feel like in order to really understand the whole jesus coming we need to go back to what exactly happened like what happened between god and man that we needed um a savior we needed saving and i feel like we can only understand that when we go back to the story of adam and eve so you know, Adam and Eve, this actually, I got this, like, I won't say I got this idea, but I got this understanding from Jackie Hill Perry. I love her videos. I'm always watching them. But, like, she gave me an insight that I really didn't understand before. And I'm going to, I'll get to where it is, but, like, it just really influenced the way I started thinking about the creation story and I started thinking about the fall of man. So, yeah, and... Adam and Eve, right? I think the generic story that everybody knows is that, okay, Adam, Eve, and Eve ate of the fruits that she gave Adam. They were naked, and God punished them and sent them out of the Garden of Eden, and this, that, and the third. But when you read the Bible, you really realize that there's so much, like, there's so much details to what exactly happened in chapter 3 of Genesis, right? So... One thing that I find interesting is that when Adam was created, you know, the Bible says that they created man in their, like in God's image. So Adam was created holy, right? So God is the holiest of holies and whatnot, but Adam was created holy. And that's cool, right? Cool. So Adam was created holy. And Eve was created from Adam, so she was holy as well. And they were given one instruction, which was not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? So, we understand that. One thing that I found interesting is that when they ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that single disobedience of the only instruction that God had given them at the time, that single disobedience caused a disconnect. And it did not cause a disconnect just like, okay, God is angry for the meantime. It was that they had allowed unholiness set in by giving into temptation, right? So what happens is that they tainted their holiness with that single disobedience and they became unholy, right? Right. So I feel like what then happened by eating of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil they realized that what we have now done is bad. Like what we have done is evil because God told us not to do it. And if God is the holy of holies, he's told us not to do it, right? 
and we should obey. And I feel like the disconnect just didn't happen in the sense of, okay, then God just immediately sent them out of the Garden of Eden. The disconnect happened in the sense that Adam and Eve actually already started hiding themselves from God because they knew that they were tainted with this unholiness and they could not stand before God and they just had to hide themselves. They were ashamed of their nakedness, a nakedness that they weren't ashamed of before. They were now ashamed of it. They felt like they needed to cover themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which is why God was like, who told you that you're naked? Like now they are aware of all these things and their, would I say their minds had now been corrupted in the sense that they knew, okay, there are these evil things, there are good things. Like, where do we draw the line? So I feel like those type of things were setting in. Do you get what I mean? So in as much as that has happened, we now come to the punishments. We now come to what God actually said to Adam, to Eve, and to the serpent. So, to the serpent, he said, I got my Bible here. The serpent, he said, So, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I'll put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. Full stop. Let me just stop right there. This is one thing that Jackie really helped me see, which was that, in verse 15, right, of chapter 3, the spelling of her seed, right, is her, but the seed starts with a capital letter S. And I know that you may be thinking like, okay, 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 yeah, capital letter S. But if you pay attention to the language of Bible, you will see that other than names, the only things that were started with capital letters, like other than places, were things that were symbolic of something holy right so her seed so meaning her child her offspring was like okay let me just continue he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel and then again in this his heel we see that his is capitalized and she made me understand that from that moment god already said i'm going to send I'm going to send Jesus. Obviously, it wasn't explicit that it was Jesus. And obviously, at that point in time, they didn't know, like, who he was going to send. They didn't know what was going to happen. But he said that, you know, okay, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send someone. I'm going to send an offspring. And he's going to do this thing to the serpent that has caused this unholiness, that has caused all of this, right? So, I found that really interesting that... God had already said that a long time ago, that this is something that they have said, that has been said a long time ago. Do you get what I mean? So from the Bible, you can already see that God intended to save us even from the moment that we had sinned, like as, as per mankind. Yes. Okay. So we have that, right? And we have that as knowledge. Then if you go on to like the story of Cain and Abel, you can already... Now, one thing that I found interesting was that Cain and Abel, because they weren't born in the Garden of Eden, right? Cain and Abel were born from an unholy state. So they were not born to a holy people that became unholy. They were born to a people that were holy and became unholy. So they were... They literally... Like, I won't say they, would I say they bred unholiness? Like, their offspring wasn't a holy offspring because they weren't holy people. So Adam and Eve weren't holy people 
inherently and they gave birth to someone who could not just inherit a holiness that wasn't there in the first place. Do you get what I mean? So you have a reproduction of people that are aware that they cannot be holy in that sense. Does that make sense? Like they cannot exactly contain or have that holiness. And you can see from there, like God even had to wipe out the whole world with the flood and save Noah, but wipe out the whole world with the flood because the people that were living on the earth were people that were bred from unholiness, that were people that were bred from wickedness in sin. It doesn't make sense. So even though we have Noah being saved and all of that, you still have that sin nature existing. It, it still existed. It was still in the air. It still was there because Adam and Eve were breeding from an unholy state. So you now have, like even from Noah, you now have nations and nations and nations of people who knew of God, who knew he was there, but God needed to raise up people, set them apart, actually consecrate them, make them holy. Would I say holy by force? Like you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you cannot do this. Set down laws for them, set down things for them to follow because if they do not set those things down, they cannot be set apart. They could not be known as God's own. And you have that repeatedly throughout the whole Old Testament. You have that repeatedly. And I realized, I was reading Deuteronomy and I can't really exactly remember the verse, but as I was reading it, I began to understand that God was calling them to be holy. God was calling them to be set apart. God was calling them to be for them. And what Jesus really did is that he he became that link. It wasn't necessary that, okay, they needed to call a set of people out. It was that, okay, you've accepted Jesus right now. So you have access to God's love. You have access to be holy. You have access to be righteous. Does that make sense? You have access to now talk to God. So you have access to have what Adam had through what Jesus Christ did. And what Adam had before his unholiness was he had this relationship with God where he was holy. He could talk to God. He could walk with God. He could hear from God. And what Jesus came to do was to give us that opportunity. And even when Jesus came, he said that, okay, I've come now to do what I need to do, which was die for our sins. And he said he needed to go. Because if he left, he was sending the Holy Spirit. So it was like, okay, Holy Spirit, come now. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you then have the Spirit of God with you. So you can actually get to talk to God and hear back from him. Does that make sense? So I feel like the whole story of understanding why exactly Jesus needed to come back starts from why exactly the world needed a savior in the first place like what exactly happened between god and adam that made them that made god send us a savior and that was the whole idea of adam being originally holy but tainting himself with unholiness and breeding in that unholiness which bred a nation of unholiness so we needed jesus to really come and save us from that unholiness and give us that righteousness, do you understand? Which you can only accept by faith. So, 
yeah that's a lot that's a lot i know i just really just went on and on and on and on and on it's because you know when you start to understand these things you get to really appreciate jesus you get to really appreciate the holy spirit and you get to really appreciate the love that god has for us he already planned he already knew that okay you know what i'm already going to send my son and he already said it that his intention was for us to be saved so yeah i feel like we might have some more discussions on this um yeah but like tell me what you guys think you guys could go to chapter three um and read it and let me know what you guys think about the whole subject matter so yeah um this is talk with ksb i hope you guys have been blessed have a great weekend